0: Two times, uh, the Taliban, they surround my house, and one time, I came there ambushed, like a 19 bullet, like my car had. but God keep me safe. I got a phone call, and they told me we could not be your kid. That was my decision to move from Afghanistan to America, just uh, keep safe my kid and wife. <laughs>
1: Hey everyone, we're live with the Savage Gentleman Podcast, and we have a very special guest tonight. We have the Wally. You guys may recognize him from the Black Rifle Coffee commercials that's been floating around. And um, Wally, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself, please. Hi guys, this is Muhammad Wali
0: Taslim, Afghan commando, worked with the U.S. Uh, special Forces for 13 years. Right now, with, uh, with my two best friend Jeff <laughs> and Mr. Jeff. <laughs> And That's... now, and now working at Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company. You know, right now, I'm working uh, for the Black Rifle Coffee Company, from six months.
1: Six months. Yeah. Yes. And and those of you that have had the pleasure of meeting Wally, he is absolutely one of the nicest guys on the planet. He's an absolute gentleman. And at the same time, he is one of the most savage individuals you'll ever come across. If you've seen a firearm in this guy's hand and seen him go out on the range working one, or if you're like Jeff, actually seen him in combat, the dude is, is amazing. And he really, really embodies what we you know envision as a, as a true savage gentleman. And that's part of the reason why we're bringing him on here to interview him, to chat with him, and for you guys to get to know him better. And so, so Jeff, you know him better than most probably all of us i do and
2: and you know what hey we've got uh kai from japan just oh, tuned wow. in kai hey thanks uh, great to see you up there again thanks for tuning in and uh, a couple of our other guys on there chris yates as well uh, is one of our uh long time you know long time followers um jrmtg he's one of our new ones but hey thanks for tuning in you guys as you're tuning in we're talking tonight about Wally Taslim, he now works for Black Rifle Coffee Company, and uh, he's uh, one of my closest friends, and it's also, like, we want to talk about uh, just, you know, kind of Afghanistan and what he left to come here to the States to pursue the American dream, and the American dream is still alive and well that's there. So we've got a bunch of great folks that are tuning in, Funker 530, I think uh, Ranger Up is tuning in, you guys from Ranger Up, thanks so much for tuning in as well as a few other folks that are out there, student of the gun as well,
1: so. So that, that first clip, while you are talking about you know, being surrounded, being ambushed, <laughs> um, getting threats from your family, you know, to kidnap your kids and stuff. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, because that's, man, that's crazy.
0: Uh, this five time was that in my personal life, but in my real life, uh, in the starting year, I came in ambush like uh, a lot, but especially this five time I was with, uh, with my family, like two times, uh, like my family was in Lagman, I'm from east of Afghanistan, Mr. Jeff no uh, because he was long time in Afghanistan. Uh, uh, my family was in Lagman when the Taliban or the bad people, they were no. I working for the US forces, mm-hmm. special forces and they treat me a lot and they told me to stop work with the u.s forces i didn't listen to them because i was always from my grandfather or from my father we work for the country Uh, then two times they surround my house and we fight with them and one time when i said i came in their ambush i was in the mission uh, in south of afghanistan when i came from the mission i told my team okay i want to take like two days off Mm-hmm. and I'll be back like in two days and that was like a late in the afternoon when so I drove uh, from Kabul to my family house that was like a two-hour drive and then that was dark so I came in ambush. ambushed. And
1: so they ambushed
0: you on the road
1: or they, yeah, they, were, uh, uh, they were waiting yeah, there?
0: Yeah they were waiting there you know uh, yeah. uh, when you drove from Kabul to Lagman there's like the Taxi or the bus stop, uh, and the, uh, they called by he. Okay. I stopped there for like a second. I uh, met with some of my friends, and I wasn't close to my family house when I came in there ambush. That was dark. That was evening. Yeah, they start work like, <laughs> that was a crazy thing. Yeah, my car was hit like a 19 uh, bullet. Wow. Um, yeah, then that was dark. Mm, the first thing when I did, I turned off my light, uh-huh. and I drove for like a... Almost like a mm, two mile. Then I faced what the mm, accident. I had the car with the mount. Then that time. Then I called my brother, my oldest brother. He was an uh, chief of intelligence. Mm-hmm. So so let so let's sum it up here. So because
2: yeah, that's I like, mean that,
1: that's like, a crazy story. There's a lot of details. <laughs> there's, there's let's, lot of, I, I've got I've got like 15 there. questions already mm-hmm. on so, that.
2: So so we're not talking like a, a couple of hoodlums with with a Saturday night special. They were trying to steal a couple of dollars. We're talking, Carr was hit 19 times with an AK from multiple guys who were trained combatants. They were trying to kill him because he was working for the United States.
1: And so they, they knew who you are. I mean, these yeah. guys are like trying to hunt you down. You know, apparently they had contact with you, they, they spoke to you somehow to, to get you to change forces to stop yeah. you working with the U.S. Um, and then when that didn't work, they tried to attack you? I guess they threatened your family as well to
0: kidnap uh, your kids? Honestly, uh, uh, Mr. Jaff have more information about my family. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my family, they were in the key uh, position in Afghan government. Like my uncle, he was a, a general uh, for intelligence of Afghanistan. Okay. And he's died by the suicide attack in 2009. And my father, he was a chief of education for my province. And my family, they were in a key uh, position back in Afghan uh, government and they had a very really close relationship with the US government too yeah not just me to support the family and support the afghan government or the us forces like my whole family they were in the government
1: yeah so you come from a long line of yeah. of us sympathizers working with with our military to help yep. yes. you know help and afghanistan help the country yes. and, and we've
2: got a ton of oh great comments gosh, you man. guys they're pouring in. We're gonna to try
1: to hit all of these as much as we can. Um, Matt Matt Poel Poll. Pol, I'm not sure, but he's tuning in from Twitch. Great, great comment. It says, is it me or is this guy legit real life Rambo? Uh, yeah, no, he absolutely is. Like, you're not gonna get much closer than that. And
2: and there was somebody up above that, that must have seen the BRCC feed where they were talking about Wally's wife's uh, bread. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) It is amazing. It's amazing that Wally is as skinny as he is because (laughs) his wife's bread is absolutely delicious. You guys, eat your heart out because, you know, if you ever get a chance, it is
1: unbelievable. Let's see. Nathan Scott says, Thank you for being the badass you are and for protecting our brothers overseas. You're a good man and have a great heart. That's absolutely the truth. Like I said, getting to know Wally, he, he has an amazing heart. Um, It looks like Josh from Funker has a question, wants to know, what was it like as an Afghan commando at home in Afghanistan while you weren't on deployments or other parts of the country? Did you rely on the Afghan national police a lot for your protection? Like, when you weren't with Mr. Jeff and and those guys and you were back home, like, how did you protect yourself from the the Taliban and and guys trying to come after you? Uh,
0: In Afghanistan, uh, I think... uh... Mm, I think you guys will be uh, not know because in Afghanistan there's a fight from very really long time and every family they have like gun for their uh, safety. Like just one thing, we are uh, 12 brothers. Yeah, I have a very big family in uh, Afghanistan and like we have a uh, gun in our home for our safety. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when they two time days, uh, beside like our tall brother uh, like my family they were in a uh, key position like my brother, he's an official. like they have some bodyguard for our okay. safety too mm. and uh, w- uh, w- and also the in our village um, all my village we are close. like um, our uncles and cousin we live together like we have like um, almost like a 45 family in the same village. Oh, like wow.
2: We have like, we are very really strong cream all, in our village. <laughs> all, all fighters. And so what you guys haven't picked up yet. So you guys that are just tuning in right now, we've got Wally Tassaleem here that we're interviewing on the Savage Gentleman Show. Some of you folks saw him on the Black Rifle Coffee Company's video where he talks a little bit about his life and we brought him in. He's a very close personal friend of mine. As well we've known each other for uh, 13 years, 13 years yeah. so about 13 years I've known Wally for a long time worked together for a long time and so we're just going over talking about life over there and how that ties into you know how that can help vets that are transferring over or police officers emergency workers just regular guys too, that transition from a life of adventure and excitement to you know more worried about your family and being an everyday businessman, entrepreneur, and all of that. So you guys, this is your chance. Send in your questions. We can see your questions right here. On the screen, they're scrolling up.
1: You'll have to bear with us. <laughs> There's cause, some good ones. Because they're coming out really fast. Yeah. And, and we're going to um, hit them as many as we can. So real quick, we're going to do a shameless plug. Josh Riley wants to know, he says we want Wally Heart of the Lion t-shirts. And while that is an amazing idea, and we'll look into that, maybe that's a future endeavor, but we actually have a, a t-shirt design Get ready to pre-order. Zach, pull that up real quick and show to everyone. So uh, watch out, Wally. If you oh look at that zoom (laughs) so so this this is a a shirt we're we're coming up with it says i'm friends with wally if you guys are interested in that we are actually going to be donating the profits of this t-shirt sale to
2: other afghan commandos that are coming here to the united states that are seeking that are here on refugee status they need a little bit of help to get on their feet because they are transitioning veterans as well. And so we're helping them to find them jobs and get them get them up and moving here in the state. So,
1: so it, if, if if you guys are interested, you want to donate to that, you want to buy one of these T-shirts, um, we're taking pre-orders. Zach, if you can throw the link up where they can place those orders. We plan to have those out before Christmas. Um So for you guys, you'll be the first to see them, first to get on that. But yeah, thanks, Josh, for the idea of T-shirts. We're we're on top of it. Um, So let's, man, we've got a ton more questions here. So uh, we want to get into those. Scroll up just a little bit, Zach. Uh, Where are we? So here's a good one. Um, SZ Shah, how was the transition from Afghanistan to the U.S.? That's a great question. Great question, yeah.
0: Yeah. that was uh, two thir- uh, 2013 uh, when my uncle died. I faced uh, their ambush, and they s- uh, surround my house. And I follow two ways by uh, them. Uh, the- when I, sh- I share with my American team, with Mr. Jab and my uh, other friends, then I told them, like, uh, "I you guys know I grew up in Afghanistan. Afghanistan, like, uh, from my grandfather, we were in the fight for the country. I think right now I'm in a- bad situation because I'm thinking about my 5K. I have a 5K. Yeah. Well,
1: actually, soon to be 6. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, yeah. I have 5 boys, and the 6th one will be girl. Yeah. <laughs> no. Then um, when I share with my uh, friends, and they told me, OK, Wally, because you work with us for a long time, we not want to be... You come and died, or we help you to take you to the, uh, America. I start for uh, the SIV uh, for us like a special immigrant visa. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, my team they helped me that took like two years. The reason when uh, so you said two years? Yeah, wow. Process, so just that yeah, process, two years
2: to get the visa wow. from the process. Yeah,
0: it's not it's not easy. It's not easy, uh, and my position was I think for my American team that was uh, important. I. I still, I have a contract with my, uh, I'm still with Mr. Jab but I have a contract with my other uh, friend. They miss me, but there was a life, the life was danger. Uh, and the last time when they told me we could not your uh, kid, and then my team, they told me only we need you and your family to take it to America. That was the reason why yeah. I from Afghanistan. That's awesome. Hey
2: Zach, can you put that uh, link up there for folks Where to go to to get the shirt? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, so if you, we're gonna post that up there for you guys.
1: That that'll are, be in the comments. Interested. And and if we can, we might even get it up on the screen here. But Zach's got oh, it's up. oh good man. <laughs> All right.
2: So Russ Johnson wants to know did Jeff ever tell you you'd bring food to make breakfast, <laughs> then show up with a pound of hamburger and nothing else? So Russ is talking that sounds at, about right. Russ is talking <laughs> about when we did the deliberate dynamics gunfighter course. And um, well, I mean, is there anything other than like meat for breakfast lunch or dinner
1: i mean he didn't say he was going to cook it he just said but russ
2: you left that course a meat eater didn't you admit it that's awesome
1: (laughs) um nick just chimed in wants to know what is the hardest thing you faced personally since becoming a civilian
0: uh it's a hard question yeah it's a very hard (laughs) it's
1: a great question but i'm sure it's a it's a tough one
0: yeah honestly the first thing when i was at work i was i still a hard worker I think I have a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Those that make me to change the life, and like myself, wife, and kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for my family or for myself. Yeah, I change my mind. And especially, honestly, uh, I'm not feeling really hard and black rifle copy company because Mr. Jeff and Mr. Evan we know each other from uh, 13 year. Uh, they are the owner for the company, and also we have all uh, a lot of my friends. They were in Afghanistan or in Iraq. They know our situation. Like we have a very uh, close and very uh, friend relationship. I was thinking, like, still I'm in the army. Like we have a lot of from the army or special forces, mm-hmm. and at that hard, but yeah, responsibility for yeah. the family. Things will make me to change the life. Well, because
1: let, let, let's what, watch it. let's yeah, watch let's another do, clip. Let's do clip number four. Because what a lot of people probably don't know is, you know, you didn't come directly from Afghanistan to work here, Black Rifle Coffee. You were actually yeah. on the East Coast. Where were you working there?
0: Uh, I was in uh, Virginia, Charlottesville, uh, Virginia, uh-huh. for uh, over than two years. Then when I found Mr. Jeff. Then I moved from Virginia to here to Utah. They helped me to move here. Yeah, I was in Virginia. I was a cashier for a gas station uh-huh. for over the two years. Then, when I found Mr. Jeff, uh, honestly, one day I saw <laughs> Mr. Jeff and uh, Osambe the movie. That was hard to find him to send him a message. <laughs> <laughs> Next day, that was like late night. I came from work. That was weekend. And I saw him on Facebook page, and Facebook. then I sent him friend request, and I sent uh, Mr. Jab the message. Okay, Mr. job, this is Wally. It's so crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it's the
1: wonders of modern yeah. technology, connecting people from across yeah, It was literally, it was a Funker
2: 530 live show where we were doing combat ready. Uh, Josh and I, another Josh, not this Josh, another Josh. Who's Way a cooler, Marine. Josh. That uh, we were doing a live show and um, Harry came up and said, hey, there's some guy by the name of Wally Taslim says he knows you. And I was like, what? And um, and as you guys have noticed, like Wally's got uh, uncharacteristically long hair for Afghans. And I'm pretty sure that if you guys watch pretty close, you'll see his hair grow. It grows so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like literally the dude just got a haircut like four days ago and it's already long again. And so like I saw him and immediately I was like, oh, that's Wally. And, and I was like, whoa. Because like, like literally the last ambush, I had heard he had been killed. And so we, we spoke a little bit. And then I went in and told Evan. I was like, hey, dude, Wally's still alive. And not only that... He's in Virginia, and so it was like hey let's let's get him out here to uh, to salt lake and and see if we can entice him yeah. to, to mm. come out here and, and work <laughs> at BRCC, and that's what happened
0: yeah, honestly, just one thing when I was in Virginia, uh, I was in public housing and um, I was cashier for gas station. I had a little bit uh, hard life, especially with uh, my neighbors and one day I made decision with my wife let's go back to Afghanistan or india oh wow uh, because like life was very different that's
1: crazy hard
0: Uh, i called my old uh, brother and I told him hey brother we are in hard situation and i need to come back afghanistan or india india is a little bit safer and my brother told me now just stay there we are happy to you in the safe country and that time uh, and I think that was the same week when I found Mr. Jab. Yeah, when, wow. when I received the answer from Mr. Jab, that was, uh, I think, my uh, good time in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so, so play that clip really quick, and that, that'll kind of sum up what, what you were just talking about, Wally, with you know, that, that transition. So roll that really quickly.
0: I made the decision to come to America, that was uh, 2013. We had seven bikes for seven people, myself, my wife, and my five kids. I was very happy, feeling very good, like we will be safe here. My kids will be good to a good school, and they will be grow up in a good country. Our whole family future will be very really good. For first eight months, I was in the apartment, and then public housing. And honestly, I had a hard life in public housing. My neighbors, uh, they were not nice with us. I don't know why, but they not let my kid to play with their kid. And I was not very happy from my job because in Afghanistan I was a commando and here in America I was a cashier. And besides that, I was the only one to work and support the seven people. It was a
1: hard time. So I mean that's crazy. I mean, what you didn't see in the video is what, what Wally just said, that it was so rough. He was actually considering going back to Afghanistan or to India, leaving the United States because, you know, it was so (laughs) brutal. And I imagine, well, I can't imagine like that, that level of mistreatment, you know, being, being in a place and being, feeling so unwelcome that you would go back to, you know, having to battle and, 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 you know, defend your family every single well, day I, I from think, attacks. I, th-
2: I think part of it is, like, as Americans, we build up commandos to be this, you know, you know, this larger-than-life uh, persona. And, like, literally last week, we had five of the guys from the base, all commandos, all have done the most mm-hmm. hair-raising stuff that you can imagine for the United States government, all directly for us. Helping us out and furthering the war effort in Afghanistan, and and to look at the five guys while they're sitting there, you know, my wife said, "Man, they just look like middle-aged guys." (laughs) You know, just you know, regular dudes, regular guys, and they're and it's a group of the nicest individuals, just like Wally that you could ever imagine.
1: Um, And so, actually, on on a little bit lighter note, you know, uh, Ryan DeForest wants to know, Wally, what is your favorite food here in America?
0: uh I, I like
1: everything everything <laughs>
0: especially <laughs> like uh pizza spe- and what my kid i eat uh, pizza and sometimes kab- oh pizza pizza, yeah, pizza and kebab kebabs yeah kebab
1: fair fair yeah. and someone else actually it was a while ago they wanted to know is uh afghan what's better afghan coffee or black rifle coffee
0: black rifle coffee
1: is that an honest answer? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And
0: Afghan, yeah, um, I think um, uh, more Afghan than uh, drinking green or black tea. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the tea's tea's a bigger bigger, bigger thing over there. there? Yeah, and coffee's kind of like a an American centric. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, well, we've got we've got tons of questions so, coming in. So and you guys that are those.
2: just tuning in, make sure you look above in the in the comment streams. We posted the link. Hey Zach, will you put that uh, picture of the shirt up again? You guys were were selling this t shirt. We're pre selling this t shirt here. Where I'm friends with Wally, and then all of the proceeds for that are going to go towards um, other guys that are commandos that are coming here. There's they're essentially they've. They've worked for over a decade. Many of these guys yeah. for helping the United States as commandos directly for the United States. And these and are kind of unsung heroes, right? I mean, they're the know. unsung, quiet heroes. And all the money that we make from this, we're gonna we're gonna push into help getting these guys on their feet and moving forward.
0: That would be a very good. And uh, like when I got a uh, help from Mister Jab and his family from Mister Avon and Black Rifle Coffee Company, yeah, they helped me a lot. And thank you so much, Mister Jab. From you and your family and no. Mr. Evan, and also that will be very really big uh, help for my other Afghan friend. Uh, we have uh, five family here. I think some the
2: other family is coming too. Yeah,
0: yeah. More, be a big more
2: hall. coming, and it looks like Razak Sultani is a uh, former Ana living in um, Los Angeles, chasing the American dream. That's Excellent. amazing. Excellent. That's amazing. Boone, Thanks can, for tuning in. How
1: can you help? Um, we we're we're selling these T-shirts. We're pre-selling those. That money is going to go to guys transitioning over here, some of those commandos trying to, you know, become American citizens and, yep. and start their life and, and live out the American dream, you know, so we're, we're going to send that money their way. And, and if you can't get the link to open up, if you just go
2: to the Ready Man store, readyman.com, go to the store, the, the T-shirt's in there and you can, you can pre-buy it. And we're going to get that thing out before Christmas.
1: Yep. Um, Thomas Sandler wants to know, well, he says, Wally, welcome to the U.S. And uh, what are your kids like about being here?
0: Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, they are very really happy. Especially in, uh, we live in Lehigh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have uh, wonderful um, neighbors. I love my neighbors. They are good people. Especially uh, the we're really nice with my kid. Uh, they're never missing. Uh, they miss the family back in Afghanistan, but they're ne- not missing the uh, our country because right now I have a lot of family here, like you, Mr. Jeff, and my neighbors. And they're in the good school. Yeah, they want to be a um, some of them. They want to be a command doctor, engineer, and oh, uh, wow. some of my kids yeah, they awesome. want to be a commando, <laughs> or
2: join the U.S. Army or different team. Yeah, so awesome. that's uh. So Matt Bernard, hey Matt, thanks for tuning in. Is there a 501C or um, that a business could donate to for this cause? Man, I. I have, I have no idea.
1: Well, we, we we haven't made one. This was something that Jeff and which, I literally talked just, about this weekend. It was like,
2: hey, let's put this together and do it. So. Yeah.
1: So I mean, this is just a t-shirt that the design that we came up with that we're selling for this cause. I'm sure there's a nonprofit out there somewhere, and and yeah, um, if we can, you know, probably come the it.
2: International Refugee, um, the IRC, International Refugee Committee. You know, they're they're a great organization that's helping out, and then also the Catholic organizations are helping um, with a lot of the guys with special immigrant visas that are coming over as well. Both great organizations mm-hmm. uh, for those guys and all the great work that they're doing.
1: Um, side note, Emmanuel Ortega, no, I'm not Conor McGregor with the longer beard. I think someone else literally thought I was Conor McGregor. Um, not, clearly. I, I don't speak with a You don't Irish speak with an Irish accent. accent? Yeah, so nice try, though. Um, let's see. So Dave Boone says the Royal Marine Commandos want to help. Um, awesome bring it on you know we'll we'll take any any kind of assistance you know anything we can do for these guys I mean it says cause it's near and dear to our heart
2: that's also that's awesome Dave Boone Thank actually uh, Wally and I worked with uh, with some of you guys actually over over in Afghanistan so uh, thanks for tuning in uh,
1: Deanna Jeanette Owen says have they converted you to bourbon too have you, so have they, has Jeff well it's really Jeff did Jeff convert you to drinking bourbon yet no 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 one day
2: One what, day. what what would I do I wouldn't have a designated driver then
1: yeah this Come is a, it's a great arrangement it's a, it's this an amazing a arrangement. arrangement for for Jab it works out great um let's see so Chris human wants to know have you done any hunting or fishing since you've been here
0: uh, I did one time in Virginia. Did you? Fishing. Yeah. Uh, I think I have planned to go so one time with Mr. Avon to do fishing. Especially yeah, do with some fishing. Fish, yeah. yeah some fishing. Well, and, 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 and
1: we could probably get Jay to take you hunting at some point. Yeah. I yeah. imagine. And, and
0: honestly, Jay told me to bring your kid, uh, yeah. Yeah, to up to his fish pond. Uh, yeah, yeah. his fish pond, yeah. I have planned to go, but the way it is cold now is hard, especially go with the kids. yeah yeah
2: i love fish so i i forget who it was up here you know th- somebody asked a great question what's you know before you came to the u.s there was this expectations of what you thought oh this is the u.s would be like good question and then you got here and obviously it wasn't like that and now things have solidified so i guess i guess maybe a better question would be what what would you tell other Afghans and for the Americans you know you'll get the idea of what I'm getting at. What would you tell other Afghans about coming to the U.S. What to prepare for? What to what to think about?
0: Uh, honestly, when I was in Afghanistan, uh, because I work uh, with uh, you and my other teams, like for a long time, uh, they share us the culture and the life in uh, America. Uh, I think. Uh, um, for me, uh, not just my life was danger in Afghanistan. I'm happy, uh, when I was in Afghanistan, we were happy to support the uh, Afghanistan and support stay uh, shoulder by shoulder with you and the other American. Uh, we always say thanks from the America to came to the Afghanistan, help us, the people in our country. And yeah, my advice for my friend, I told him like, yeah, don't be a good, you guys will be a lucky to come to the America. Uh, um, for you, for the uh, future of your kids, they'll be good to the uh, good school. The life will, the beginning, the life will be a little bit difficult or hard. But that's common. Your life will be better and maybe a an year or two two year. Yeah, I always told them, yeah, you guys will be likely to come to the America, and especially uh, the people in uh, Utah, they are really nice when they hear my story, or they hear I support the U.S. forces in Afghanistan, and they always uh, told me thank you. And sometimes we have some close, like family, like a, a relationship. They come to my home for dinner, or they brought something. To me. Yeah, they are really nice. They always uh, thanks for. work. I think they're. I happy from the America, and I happy from the all the people and American people here. Yeah. Yeah. When my friend they're coming here, I think they'll have good life. That's awesome.
1: So I mean essentially, you know, it started off pretty rocky. You know, when you first came in here yeah. there was it was pretty rough. You weren't you didn't have the best circumstances. Yeah.
2: Well in life in the States is is very complicated. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well,
0: honestly, when I when I was in Afghanistan, just one thing, uh I was in commando, I was thinking if I move to America, uh I'll be get the j- same job or I'll be joined there. Army or um, different team. Uh, when I came here, I that was uh, I didn't uh, join because I was the only one to support the family. My wife, she uh, uh, she was not spoke English at that time. Oh wow! And uh, my oldest son was uh, all over than seven years old, and I th- and I don't had a car in the first uh, almost like a six month. Like I had like really difficult and a hard life but the goodest thing for the other people or other my friend they are coming because right now i am here beside uh, mr Job uh, and they hold a whole uh, family and i am going to help them for their shopping and give them some advice for their life especially my wife uh, help their wife or their kid and she,
1: awesome yeah. um scroll up a little bit there was there was a really really awesome comment that that was here, it was uh, Elias Norton says, Wally, you understand more about freedom and the sacrifice that is required to maintain it than most citizens that live here. And says that, that he's glad that you made it, brother, and you deserve a quality life in peace. And, you know, I think we can all agree with that. Everyone who's watching um, can can speak to that as well. I think... I think he's got a very unique perspective and that's what makes Wally so cool is going through the things that he's been that you've been through and still maintaining like the guy always has a smile on his face. He's always happy to see everyone. And, you know, given the circumstances, he could be pretty bitter and, and salty about life. But, you know, he's he's a happy guy. He's happy to work. He's happy to hang out um how do you maintain that perspective hey, let, let's check it,
2: let's check out another clip yeah before we get um, too far we're gonna go with, we're gonna yeah. run out of time before i know we, i know and um, we got, we've go got we've got so this. many cool videos to watch here chuck thanks for tuning in it's good to how see about, you on there how bro. about
1: clip two because that'll give an idea of you know your mindset of you know why you chose to go the route that you did so let's play clip number two real quick Zach. Exactly.
0: Okay. i want to be a commando because when i was child we were in pakistan uh, my brothers, when they they shared their story with us, I was interested to be a ca- commando. My uncle, he was the commander for Mujahideen. He had a 2,500 soldier. He's died by the Russia in Afghanistan. They killed one of my brother and one of my sisters, and they tried to kill my father. They were always fighting for their country.
2: So we're so we're talking about like literally your family has been fighting for. Well, since before you were born.
0: Yeah, before I born, uh, my father and my grandfather and my uncles, my brothers, my whole family. Uh, just uh, one thing, uh, you know, before I born, the Russia came to the Afghanistan. At that time, when the Russia came to the Afghanistan, and we had a good government, we had a good country, the Afghan people did not need the Russia come to the Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Why the, all the Afghan people, they're standing to fight with Russia, to take them out from uh, the country. And uh, especially like my father, like my brother, uh, my uncle, they start fighting with them in Afghanistan. Then when they kill my uncle and my brother and my sister and my uh, cousins, then my family made decision to move from Afghanistan to Pakistan. And they still, they were, we were in Pakistan, uh, but my brother, my family, they were fighting Russia back in Afghanistan. And um, I was child uh, when my uncles or brother and my father, when they shared the life from Afghanistan, especially when they were in the fight with Russia, we would love to one day <coughs> join, uh, uh, stay beside our brothers and fight for the country. And,
2: yeah. That's Thanks. awesome.
1: Um, Michael wants to know, where do you feel the U.S. presence in Afghanistan is currently headed towards? And Jeff, you could probably speak to this as well. Um, is there anything else the U.S. can provide in hope of one day having the Afghan people leave in true freedom? I mean, this is this is pretty deep, so we'll have to condense it to a quick, I don't know if it, it is a simple answer, but what are your thoughts on that? I,
2: I don't know. I mean, Wally, what do you think? What's the, I mean, what's the like one, two, three things that the U.S. could really... Focus on In to, Afghanistan? to help Afghanistan. Yeah,
0: uh, especially uh, the biggest thing uh, uh, we want to be. Uh, all the Afghan want to be uh, moved from this situation. The first thing about ISIS, Al Qaeda, and Taliban. And the second thing, the biggest thing, like, we have a line. Uh, Sometimes uh, some of the people, they call the border or the line yeah, the between line. Afghanistan and Pakistan. This is the big issue. Uh, I uh, s- uh, saw that in my Facebook. The chief of uh, operation of America, I, I think uh, they warning to Pakistan to stop a uh, uh, sh- uh, shot rocket on Afghanistan. I think this is the big issue for and all the Afghan people, uh, they need a uh, good life and happy life. Uh, just before, like uh, uh, Josh said, you always smile. As a human, uh, we all need to be smiling and happy, make a good life. And uh, like all the Afghan people, they want to be a safe life and good at, life. And right? at
2: the end of the day, I think that pretty much sums it up. It's almost like the U.S. political system. It's yours. If you talk to anybody, like the left or the right or whatever... It, the 90 percent of people just want to be left alone. Yeah.
1: They just, yep. want, to <laughs> just want to live alone. in peace. I just
2: I want to live in peace. I just yep. want to have a good job and take care of my family. And and the folks in Afghanistan, they're no different.
0: Yeah. And uh, the other thing, uh, I think uh, before uh, Josh mentioned, like uh, why I'm like hard work or uh, friendly, the reason I grew up in a big family if you search my family in youtube you will be see my me with my uncles and you will be see like a more than 20000 people when they follow us and they listen to my uncle or my family like we always we help the uh, country help the people and the other thing uh, i told about the russia when do come to afghanistan uh, no one they liked the russia be in afghanistan and when before the american come to the afghanistan we were in a very bad situation in afghanistan like when the american come to the afghanistan we always like everyone say welcome to afghanistan and if uh, you guys check the afghanistan from like 2001 and right now we have a lot of change we are really happy from that
1: so there i mean so there is progress it's it's getting better but i mean i'm sure it's slow there's a lot of factors and you know we we could talk about world peace and until well but whenever, let's let's but... talk about clip three okay uh, so yeah so let's talk about some of wally's <laughs> experience you guys are starting to because we're we're, we're burning
2: through the time it's so easy to run down rabbit yeah it, but is. Let, let, it let's, really is let's do clip three zach
1: i did uh,
0: more than 1500 mission in this 13 year back when i was an afghan commando i work uh but more than 500 American advisors back in Afghanistan. They all had like more than 25 or 30 year experience. We got a good training from them. They were the best in the world.
1: So that's just a little little snippet talking about your time working with guys like Jeff yeah. and, and Evan Hafer and some of the other, other people. I mean, 1,500? 1,500? Or maybe more than that. Or more? <laughs> that, Man, that, that's unbelievable. That's a. I mean, how does that compare for for most people? Because I, from a military. Well, standpoint, I mean, you're, of that, you're talking.
2: Many... What I think what a what a lot of guys don't understand is like, a, a typical tour for United States is anywhere, depending on what unit you're with. I mean, but we'll just we'll say like a deployment is about a year, you know, give or take a little bit. Some guys obviously ended up there a little bit longer. Some guys ended up there a little bit shorter. If you were in a soft unit, the. It was condensed, but you were rotating more times, more often. Uh, But, you know, when we start talking about these guys, what was happening was they they were on a cycle where it was essentially they'd go on leave for a couple of weeks and then they'd come back. They'd live at the base, do a train up for a month and then mission cycle for a month and then go home on leave for two weeks and then come right back in a training cycle. And a lot of times... Training cycle meant that you were the reserve status. So if there was a lot of missions that were going on, guess what? You didn't get the training cycle. You just jumped right you, in. You were jumping oh, right wow. into, in and doing missions. So, Man. and that was, it, that was month after month after month after month after year after year. You know, over a decade of that. So. Um, a lot of time
0: yeah I remember in one month we did the 31 mission I remember <laughs> that and the other uh it's like one like, a day basically uh, yeah one a day especially in last day we done one mission and our last uh, night then that was a time I told my guys okay you know, we are leaving uh at 12 o'clock that was like a nine o'clock in the morning I got a coming from uh, our American friend, uh, my advisor, and he told me, yeah, well, he uh, told you guys really, we have a mission. <laughs> <And> that was <laughs> on our last day we did wow. that mission. And the other thing, uh, like Mr. Job said, I was just for two weeks uh, with my family and like two and a half months with my American team. Wow. And when we came here one day, my oldest son asked me, hey, father, when we were in Afghanistan, Uh, You were just short time with us and more time with your job. And uh, like uh, we had like our grandfather and our uncles, we have family. If you go, uh, if if you have the same life here, I think that would be really hard for us. Oh,
1: man. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Peter Lynch wants to know, what is the Afghan Special Forces standard issue rifle?
2: Sorry. What was your rifle that you carried? What, what, what? Oh,
1: uh, I had, I think, yeah, yeah look that, that
0: the was picture. the AK, yeah. yeah. I had an AK for a long time, and <laughs> so I had, like, a um, personal, like, a CZ, but I had uh, AK for uh, 13 years when I was in
1: combat. Nice. And then Justin Head wants to know, do you miss the fight? Uh,
0: honestly, uh, my country, especially the Afghanistan, uh, they need... Uh, Support or help. Yeah, I miss my the fight. Uh, I miss the my uh, country or my team Yeah, as a human uh, like like I said, we need uh, to be a good uh, life or happy life Yeah, I miss my job and my team and yeah,
2: don't I I miss the guys don't miss the war. Yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially the guys my team. Yeah, not the world because we not need the fight We need a happy life and stay with the family and with the friend.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, actually, some, some really cool comments coming in. Let's see. So Sergio Sergio Alba says, this hits me right in the field, seeing the tradition of the U.S. Army Special Forces of honoring their brothers that shared food and shed blood together continues." So I, that's, that's one of the things that's really cool about working here in this group of people is you get to see that camaraderie um, there's another one. Mitch Hale talks about uh, possibly setting up a tour on some college campuses, sharing your story, Wally, and, and what it's like to actually live under a, a truly tyrannical government. Um, you know, a vast majority of our college-age kids need a dose of real-world reality. You know, they they cry fascism, and they cry Nazi, and they, <laughs> they cry, no oh, we're so <laughs> oppressed. This country sucks. And it's like... Hey, man, there's a lot of yeah. worse places out Let there. Why don't you talk to a guy wait, who's been there? Wait,
2: wait till a truck bomb starts going off in yeah. the so town I, circle.
1: Mitch, I think that's a, that's a phenomenal idea, and, and perhaps we can set that up. Um, someone else?
2: Let's, let's hit clip five, moving to Utah.
1: Okay, yeah. So, so this is kind of life now. This is bringing you up to speed with what you're up to. So roll that one, Zach, if you would.
0: I came with my whole family and my house was ready with all furniture, dishes and everything. And one week, he gave me a job in Black Rifle Copy Company. Here in a printing shop, the first thing on short shirt, we do the tagging on the shirt. There's a BRCC, Black Rifle Copy Company, and that shows the size of the shirt here. This shirt is uh, 3XL. We do the tagging of the shirt from 1,000 to 1,300.
1: killing it over here i mean he's he's been doing so many things obviously uh making t-shirts but he's also been working on on facilities management you know building Mm -hmm. things helping out there he also stays late i think what's
2: important for a lot of you guys that are out there that are transitioning from whatever job that it is you know where it's possible and that it's possible it's like you can come from a life of adventure, or doing whatever that is, being a commander, or a special forces guy, or a professional fighter, and redefine yourself. Yeah, it ain't easy, but you know what? It's possible, and it can be done. Here we've got Wally. I mean, he was an Afghan commando. He was a commander in his unit, mm-hmm. and he went from there, came to the U.S. Literally, seven people in his family. They had seven bags that they came over with left everything over in Afghanistan, came here and reestablishing a new life that's here and redefining. And that's what it's all about, is continuing
1: to strive forward. Well, and taking a tremendous leap of faith. I mean, leaving a country that you've grown up and lived and the only thing that you've known to come to a whole new country yeah. and and start a new, I mean, new starting life. from scratch. I mean, that's something that I think we can all take a lesson from.
0: Uh, that was very really hard. Like, uh, you know, when we before we moved, I had the... Uh, My own uh, house and my uh, Lagman and Kabul, we had like couple houses, and I had uh, nice cars and good uh, good life. That was danger, but I have uh, sure good life. Yeah, that was very hard when we moved like uh, in uh, apartment and and public housing. I don't have a car for Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, almost one year.
1: Basically, just starting from scratch,
0: you know, and again from the basic.
1: Yeah, Deanna saying, you know, this generation doesn't know what sacrifice is, and that's the kind of sacrifice you make if you're a man, if you're a savage gentleman, where you know you're you're going to take that leap of faith, you're going to risk it all. But but you know, it's like it's family. like my
2: dad used to say is like my number one job on this planet is to make sure my kids are better than me. That's it. Whatever that takes and whatever that takes. And and it's like, I'll do everything I can in my power to make sure that my family is better. And it's no different right here. He's doing everything he can to get get things situated and better so that his boys and soon to be daughter Daughter, grow up in a free country with the American dream laid out ahead of them or available.
1: So, um, John Landing wants to know what are some advantages Afghan fighters have over Western soldiers? You know, such as being used to the altitude or being able to function with less support. You know, and, and Jeff, I'm sure you can probably speak to that as well. You know, what did what did you see over there, both of you guys?
2: And what do you think? What some advantages Afghan fighters have <clears throat> over Western soldiers? They are not spoiled. <laughs> okay. And I'm not saying infantrymen are spoiled because most certainly they're not, but. Afghans, you got to remember, these guys go out there and there's no expectation that there's going to be air cover. There's no expectation that there's going to be close air support. There's no expectation there's going to be artillery support. Mm -hmm. And guess what? There is no expectation that there's going to be a medevac helicopter flying in to pick them up. And so I've seen Afghans do unbelievably heroic stuff, run into the fray when the Westerners wouldn't do it. Uh, based off of ROE or whatever you know political BS was going down at the time where Afghans said nope That's my job I'm going to help those guys and they went in to help Westerners where other Westerners had stopped and so I think that's the biggie is they know there's no medevac helicopter coming or close air support, but they do it anyways yes It's their family, but I've seen it over and over again where they've done it to help out other Westerners, not just Americans, but Europeans, Germans, Lithuanians, British, and so on and so forth. So I think that's the big advantage is they're just they're not they're not spoiled. I mean, they're not. And and again, I'm not bashing on infantry guys, but they just they, they have such a lower expectation of what it takes to wage war than, you know, no body armor and. No really n- yeah, I mean no helmet no no helmet, no body, no armor. Helmet, no body <laughs> armor, no yeah. nvGs just no nVG just you know not enough crazy. ammo, just, not enough ammo like yeah. two magazines mm-hmm.
1: man, so I just mean, really being being comfortable with going in with what you got and being okay with that uh, yeah, yeah and and it, I mean and bold. it's
2: like a whole different kind of attitude,
0: uh, especially like sometime we were together with some like uh, Afghan uh, LP or the Afghan uh, National Army or what the police like uh, Because we uh, got a good trainer. We were uh, trainer guys like we we had a good base and good soldier because Mm -hmm. we got a training from the base at American advisor and sometimes we were in the mission together with the Afghan police or uh, they were just like AK and two one or two or three magazine. They don't care. They were (laughs) But like they are strong. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
1: Yeah, man, that's, strong. Um, let's see. Where was there was a good one? Oh, so Chuck wants to know about <laughs> Afghan night vision. He wants to know, Wally, what gives you guys such great sight at night? He's never seen anything like it. This is, I, this is news to me. Are, are Afghans well known for being able to see at night without NVGs?
0: Uh, we uh, had the NVG and right now the Afghan uh, special force. They have the NVG,
2: too. Uh, but but what you don't know is Wally has an unbelievable vision. Really? Oh um, yeah. I mean, you saw him up at the up on the mountain. That's true. Yeah, he was where he's stuff. he's like picking. He's yeah, like, oh yeah, there's a deer over targets. there, and it's like 300 meters away, ridiculous. and I'm, I'm yeah. like, what? What? And you know, guys, other guys are with. Yeah, very very sharp vision.
1: Is that is that just something that? genetically that yeah. you know what i mean that's that's interesting i've never
0: heard uh, about that la- just one thing uh just lo- <laughs> a short story of course like uh, when i was uh, a child uh, my family was in pakistan sometime when my uh, mom or family they want to come to afghanistan for to meet family and sometimes the drivers are like the bus driver they don't have like a nvg but they would drive uh, the bus what uh, out light because they were scared if they turn on the light the oh wow the f- the rush or they would sh- uh, sh- shoot, the, mm-hmm. shoot him. but yeah for like a maybe twenty twenty five mile drive and what, probably through the yeah. mountains right <laughs> yeah through. oh my gosh because so all the guys, Afghanistan and these more, guys
1: are driving with no lights on no, no light. night vision goggles yeah. just they're
2: on like horrible vision. roads oh my gosh. they're not even roads they're <laughs> la- they're like goat ri- river <laughs> bottoms
0: <laughs> we were then same like when I joined the. U.S. forces, uh, special. The, I was an Afghan commander together. what like our American team, they had like a night vision. We don't had like a, a night vision. Like um, for like a six or seven months, mm. we drove. What now? in now in Viji just do the walk okay. in the patrol.
2: What <laughs> now in um, So Frank's got yeah, a great, great question. question. Uh, Frank Petita, is he's, he's trying to get his turp to the U.S. What advice can you give? He worked for U.S. forces for eight years. Wally, what advice can you give to other, you know, to other Afghans that are, you know, worked for the U.S. that are trying to get to U.S.?
0: Uh, the first uh, advice for those people: uh, please contact with your friend, Afghan friends or the American friend who there in America. Because if you came to America, if you don't know anyone, that will be very uh, big. Uh, that would be very really difficult and hard and if you for example right now i have uh, five more family from our team when i go out when uh, out from work i'm going to each house and ask them for help and mr jeff also always ask them because we know each other and the second thing uh because when you guys come to america you guys will be not have the same job uh, if you guys came you guys have like a physical job but really for in this kind of thing, be, if you guys in any position, but you will be not find the same job for maybe in short time, that need time. I think that's really difficult, but really
2: for everything, the, for the new life. Just be patient, be patient. I mean, be patient. The, uh, yeah. the uh, US government moves slow. It's like <laughs> a big glacier <laughs> moving off of pure mass alone. So be patient and keep trying.
1: All right, personal question uh, from behind enemy (coughs) lines over on YouTube. What do you now think of the AR-15? Do you own one? So the the AR-15 platform or the the M4 M4 rifle, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, Just a good gun, especially for the uh, patrol or use that. uh, Like we were... uh, in long patrol, a lot of time, I think that's really good for the... A little bit lighter. Uh, lighter. Oh, okay. and lighter than too, AK? The yeah, lighter and easy to use it. That, I like that, too. But I had, like, not just me. Our whole team had, like, a AK. Mm, I like that. Yeah. yeah,
1: and 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 Jeff, um, on the ready man side, if he's changed his hats, he would probably say, the best gun is the one that you have. It's <laughs> the one that yeah. you're holding. That's, that's probably the yeah. best gun. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> So, That's great. Um,
2: hey, you guys, we're we're running out of time. We got about three minutes left here on this live show. We've got Wallets on here. You guys, sign up, grab on, get on there. There's a link right here, Yes, yeah, right Zoom
1: out here. a little bit, Zach, so
2: we can. So see So it's uh, a Click on Apparel at the top, and uh, pre-order yeah, man, one of those man. shirts. We're going to get those out by Christmas. All the proceeds are going to helping these uh, guys. That are coming over here to get them on their feet, find you know, get them places to live, and all the stuff that they need to get on their feet and pursue the American dream. So
1: I can't. I, I'm sorry. I just have to laugh at my own self in that in that picture. <laughs> like the look on my face. I don't know what I was. What I was thinking about. I think I was thinking about Wally when I took that picture and just, like, <laughs> how how badass of a guy he had. I'm like, damn, how could I ever become that badass? That must be what I'm thinking. But if you guys like that shirt, you want to support guys like yeah, Wally coming be over here? a big
0: support. And thank you so much, guys. If you guys like this shirt, there will be support, uh, especially. Like, we have five guys here, and some other people there come to the Utah. Yeah, that will be a big support for uh, I think the first for your country, they will be very really happy from America when they got more support, especially in the first life. Yeah. Sure. So,
2: Justin Arias, that's probably a great one there that uh, before we play this last video. But, uh, Wally, you're an absolute patriot. Welcome to the U.S. God bless you and your family. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank for you. being such a humble lion. People like you make the world better.
1: Yeah, no, it re- so he really does. Like I said, this guy absolutely embodies what it means to be a savage gentleman. That's that's the reason we brought him on here was to share his story and, and kind of give you guys a, a, a pretty high benchmark to, to try and achieve. And so we're going to leave out, we're going to head out with the BRCC commercial. If you guys haven't seen that, we'll roll that at the end so you can watch it. And it gives just a little bit, a little taste of, of Wally and his story. And uh, make sure you guys support him, support any of else coming over in his circumstance. And um, if you want to do that, you can get one of these shirts. Until next time, we'll see you Thursday for a Ready Man Live. And um, this has been a pretty good podcast, I think. I, I think it's been fantastic. Walt, yeah, What do you think?
0: Um, thank you so much. Uh, the, my last thing. Uh, thanks so much from America. Thanks uh, from you guys. Uh, when I said thanks from America, because... Uh, uh, just while you not need the help and like america come to afghanistan from long way help our country and help our people and just thanks from you guys to thinking uh, when i saw a lot of good coming that make me uh, happy and give me more energy when i did for <laughs> afghanistan or america thank you so much guys and don't forget help the other family too and thank you so much
2: zach roll it.